0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Dafa Shavua as we study Mishachas Yivamas Daff Kuv It's a very uh, long daff. What I'm going to try to do today, and uh, hopefully we'll find it very interesting, is deal with uh, two issues. The first is going to be based on something from the Chashuke Chemet, how he uh, analyzes something, one line, that really comes from Tehillim that's found on the bottom of Daf. Kuv Teslamet Aleph and on to Kuv Teslamet Bez BK Shalom Barot Fehu as well as the issue of Geras you have to uh, notice in the Gemara this dramatic statement of Rav Chelbo Gerim Gerem L'Yisrael Kisapachas that Gerim are like uh, Saras on the skin of the Jewish people we're going to read about Saras this week Pashas Baloscha Pretty shocking statement. And as Rashi and Tosvos here, that could uh, really help us with the analysis and we'll bring some contemporary issues of Gairus. Maybe even we'll review something that we discussed a long time ago in Geir Katan. I won't spend as much time on Mion as we have been uh, discussing it the last two weeks. And we will most likely continue to raise some of the issues of Mion Within the Agadita not Agarita, but within the discussion of Mion, we have a statement of Bar Kapara, and Bar Kapara has a statement that doesn't seem to be disputed. That's why his statement about uh, Mion is very interesting. Just so I could uh, deal with it, the Sra'chik Mishloshes including the three things he says you should distance yourself from, is Min ha-miyun. and this raises the question. Um, what do you mean we're trying to discourage Mion. We discussed last week how you need Das. And you want the both sides to be very much having the Das, including the woman. So all of a sudden, over here, we come up with a statement where Mion is rejected. Now, it's not rejected, but if you look at the Rabbeinu Hanan, it was quoted by Tosfos in the name of uh, one of the Gaonim that we don't allow a girl to marry in the first place unless she could prove that she's no longer a minor because we don't want her to end up doing Miyun. So I think the basic analysis of the Gemara, and I said I wasn't going to deal with Miyun, but just to take care of it is we don't like using instruments of Chazal unnecessarily. And as opposed to getting into a situation where we think we're really protecting this woman and therefore you're going to have uh, the family marry her off as a katana, just wait until she's an adult, let her have the das, and therefore we don't have to even get into this miyun uh, situation. That's how I uh, understand it, because la today, again, it's not so relevant. We're not having 12-year-olds get married. It's illegal. But the das piece is, of course, so fundamental in erusin, Kidushin and nisuin. But within this discussion, the Gemara is talking about things that uh, people should cling to. So Bar makes a very beautiful statement that a person, uh, What should he be yidabig to? What should he cleave to? Now obviously these are not the only three things because he's supposed to cling to Hashem. Why all three of these things are here together is an interesting question, and why only these three? So the first thing he says, which is our sugya, which we've been discussing from the beginning, and the Gemara is going to match it up exactly with Abba Shol, as I keep pointing out, is Yidbak B'shosh Devarim, Don't go for Yibam, but go for Halitza, for the many reasons that we've explained. The second is Hava Shalom, bringing peace between one person and another which of course we're all for and we'll come back to this and I'm going to give you a classic example of it or a, what could be a good practical example from the Chashuk Echemed. I wanted to just spend a couple of minutes on hafaris nadarim. Hafaris nadarim is that if a vow is made, you try to get out of it. There's two ways to get out of a vow. You could have Hataris nadarim for your own vow. A spouse, a woman makes a vow, her husband could get her out of a vow through hafaris nadarim. We read this past week in Shul how nazirus is a form of a nedder. And beyond the discussion about whether it's good or not to be a nazir, we explained in a different shiur and Shabbos the position of the Rambam, the Ramban, interesting position of the Ibn Ezra. But in general, we discourage Nadarim. We're concerned about the losase of not being able to fulfill the nedir. It's very interesting that there's a whole Masechta called Nadarim. I heard this once from Eber Reisman, I believe. I heard it from Eber Reisman, so I hope I'm quoting correct, that historically yeshivas didn't even want to study Masechas Nadarim because we really try to discourage Nadarim. You know, not only going to be over a, a low sase in the Torah of not fulfilling it, but you also get into the whole question of Hashem gave us Laws, Hashem gave us things we can do, things we can't do. And then through a nedder, we're coming along and adding to it. Now, there are times where Nadarim may be encouraged in order to motivate us to do mitzvot on a more short-term basis. That's a big discussion, and that's interesting how I would be able to match up hafaris and as well as the Chalitza, because we're trying to avoid certain institutions. The first is the ibum. We don't want to go there, so therefore we do Chalitza. And we also don't want to go with nidarim, so we encourage Hataris Nedarim or Hafaris Nedarim. Where hava Shalom fits in, I'm not sure. I'm very excited to hear anyone's analysis. Then the Gemara goes on to say, we try to be Yisrachik. Yisrachik over here is the opposite of Yidbak, and This is a discussion we had already, from accepting deposits for safekeeping. Even though it's a mitzvah to be a Shomer, it also could generate a lot of problems. So we're trying to avoid problems. Becoming a guarantor for a loan. you got to be careful about that, even parents. Now, it doesn't mean we're not going to encourage people to help each other Uh but you got to be very careful about it. And this is true in general. When we get into anything, where any loan, we have to be careful that, uh, Gemara says, you could end up becoming an evit to the lender. So on one hand, there's a mitzvah to lend, but we try to discourage borrowing. And then on top of that, to be a guarantor, if the guarantor doesn't really know what's going on, and if he doesn't have the ability to, to cover the loss, then it's going to end up in the long-term Generating a lot of problems. The Gemara then goes back to Bar Kapara, and he explains, you know, where's he getting these statements from? You know, where's he getting this from? But when he comes to, which is one I want to fit into today, what I want to deal with, Bahava Shalom, So he brings the pasuk from Tehillim, La Tesvav, Shalom Fehu. Seek peace, and pursue it. So Havar Shalom is making peace over here is not a sheva al It's something more than that. Maybe it's like Aaron who is a, a Rodev Shalom. So let me give you the case that uh, is dealt with in the Chashuke Cheme. I mean, this makes Yevomis even more exciting when you get these cases. And this is a case I've never seen before in writing, but I add it to uh, synagogue controversies. Now, I will give you a little bit of background why this piece is so interesting to me. I have, uh, I don't want to give away so much information, but I have a sibling, and he told me the mice once, he knows I'm interested in uh, issues that happen in shuls, where sometimes people, unfortunately, because the short sight and the so taiva for kava, they make mistakes. So you see sometimes a machleikas over a yard sight. Two people have a yard site and they're trying to show respect for their loved one and they get into a fight. I know there's a shtibl I used to go to sometimes as a kid, so they'd split the minyana, which is a whole problem because you know, Barovam Hadras melach But sometimes you need to make peace. And there's also an Indian in the Kasidish community, especially that the Matsishab is before a yard site, and Marav. So we're not just dealing with the yard site. Think about it, there's a good chance that multiple people during that week you're going to end up having a yard say. So what are we doing in this because you've almost discussed in this because I want to talk about Hava Shalom. So in the Shtibal I used to go to they actually created two minyanim and then one guy said, listen, for the minyan that I'm going to in at, I wanted to be a Nair Tamid. So they had a Nair Tamid there as well. In the middle of the lady section, which wasn't being used at that point. It was always kind of funny. People would come in and they'd say, why is there a Nair Tamid? on the other side of the Mechitsa, but I just gave you the history. I'll tell you, if you're interested, you can make a visit to Main Street in Kew Garden Hills, and you can see this still there. A beautiful shul. The My brother told me about a and that two guys got up and they were fighting over the Hafteyer. And the Rav went to one of them and he said, don't you think that it would be a better schus for your loved one if you were what we call a vatron, not a kapton, you were vater, which is something that I always tried to do. And Baruch Hashem and the to Torah, I think that's the general attitude. You give over the amud um, to someone else. I haven't seen one fight in all the years that I've been here. So these guys were getting into an argument. And the Rav, again, he said to one guy, who I guess was the Johnny come lately, more or less deserving, I don't know how they make the calculation, why don't you just be a veteran? Wouldn't that be great for your father? And he said, Who said this is about my father? This is about me. So that's obviously a tremendous aha skill my brother called me up on because even a yard site you could end up getting caught away, getting so caught up with your role. So this brings us to an incredible case in the Chashuke Kheme. So here's the case that I wanted to share with you from the Chashuke Kheme. You have a person who's uh, davening in his Shana, his Yud Beis shodesh for 11 months for his uh, mother who passed away. And he seemed to get the almud every day. Let's say it's a 715 minion. He had the almud. If somebody else, let's say, would have a yard site, they'd make some arrangement in advance. Maybe uh, this guy would go daven at a different minion or the yard site guy would go to a different minion. But sure enough, one day, a guy who had yard sight for his father shows up, and at Yishtabach, he taps on the shoulder, and he says, I have yard sight. And the halacha is that the person who has yard sight does have priority to lead the Tsibor over someone in the yud beis Chodesh. There's a whole shiloh about shloshim, which we're not going to get into right now. The guy turns around, and he says, listen, if you would have let me know in advance, now they shouldn't be talking right now, but that's aside the point, if you would have let me know in advance, I would have arranged to go to a different minion, or you could have gone to a different minion. But bottom line is, this is my spot, and he's not so interested in moving. And the question comes to of Zilberstein. Now, you don't know from these shilas. Was assuming this is a real question. You know, you're not getting the psak live, and everybody's just standing around. People have to go to work, so it's it, retroactively. I think we're getting a hezbrew of what was the right thing to do. So Rav Zilberstein says, first of all, the guy who shows up late made a mistake. You know, he should have arranged things in advance. You know how things are in a shul; they at least show up to shul on time. You know, before davening, and maybe you could be mivayer things. But he said, at the end of the day, he does have a greater schus. the chiyuv is on him. And then he says so beautifully. I love when he slips in these lines. You know, the, this is not about the people who are davening. We're doing this as a tribute to, as a schuss, as a liya neshama, kapara, whatever it may be, for the deceased. So why should the father lose out because his son was uh, ends up showing late? And then he goes on to say something so beautiful. He says, Yesh l'sayin shagam b'vitor kaye you don't only fulfill Kibarava aim by saying Kaddish, by leading the Tzibor. You know, this uh, Rebbe Vadya, I've mentioned this in the past when we learned him Masechus Katan. You know, there are many things you could do, It's aside from saying Kaddish, not that there's anything wrong with Kaddish, but learn Torah, give tzedakah, many things. And over here, what Rev Zilberstein says, in the maizah itself, in the action itself, you could do a mitzvah of being a vachron. A vachron means that you back off. You give in as opposed to being a kaptan, where you're strict. This may be even greater than davening in front of the yomod. Now, again, you could have said this to the yard site person, but he had the right position. And then he quotes from uh, the Chavetz Chaim, Every mitzvah that you do Helps the nifter. Especially if it's chesed. Wow. When you're davening, it's very nice. When you do a, an act of chesed, then Hashem is going to do chesed to you. Now, it, the story actually goes on because the person who I guess lost out, assuming that the psak came to him in advance, He wanted to change the minute of the shul and make a takana that if you want to get the amud and you're not the regular guy and you have a yard site, you have to let the gabayim know the day before. And Rav Zilberstein says, nice idea, but you are not making any takanos. You know, the board's not making any takanos and the ritual committee's not making takanos. It's only the rav of the Beit Knesset that can make the takkana. Okay, I thought that was pretty good. Now, I'm not gonna have as much time to get into the issue of Geiris, but let's just discuss this very quickly. I mentioned in the beginning of the year that the uh, Gemara here makes a radical statement that it's bad after bad if you accept Geirim. Like Reb Helbo that said, Geirim are difficult for the Jews, like Saras for the skin. There's a lot to say about this, and there's a lot of homiletical interpretations, but I want to just go Rashi Tosfos. Rashi says what's going to end up happening is a ger, maybe he didn't have such great training, and he's not so knowledgeable, and he's not going to be so careful with the mitzvahs. Again, you could ask the question, why did the Bezden ever approve him for geras? But let's assume that he was accepted as a ger. And then the general public, they're going to learn from his ways. Tosfos is very bothered by this, a very famous Tosvos. He says you have other Gemaras that talk about the value of a ger. We have other midrashim of, it's even a mitzvah to be Megai or someone. The Rasag, Rasag, Yigon says it falls under Avas Hashem. You know, the Rasag of explained, it was the whole mahalich of Avram Avinu, that if you love something, you want to share it with other people. If you really love Hashem, you want to bring people closer. And, Rash, the the Tuzvah brings down one situation where Avram pushed away Timnah, who ends up having Amalek as a descendant, which is incredible. So what is it? Is it good or is it bad? And there's a lot to say about this. The best uh, Hezber, and this is basically the way the Rishonim are going to go, it really depends. If it ends up being a Ger who is not properly trained and is not going to be Mekayim, the Mitzvah's, properly. And then people are going to say, look at this guy. He's joining the people and he doesn't have to really follow it. We're Jews from birth. We shouldn't have to follow it. So Rashi is really giving you that caveat because if it's a person who is careful and is properly trained, then the Ger is going to end up inspiring the people. And that's something that we see today. The inspiration that we receive when you see a, a Ger Tzedek in a base Knesset in the Jewish community how inspiring it could be. But this requires, of course, proper kabbalah samitzvahs. And that's why sometimes a gear, understandably so, a potential gear wants to push the envelope and put certain pressure on the community. We're really doing a benefit for him, for her, that it should be done in the proper, deliberate way. Again, no one's perfect, and they're going to make mistakes as well. But we want to make sure that it's done in a way that's going to be of inspiration. If not, it's like tsaras on the community. It'll have a negative effect, a contagious effect on the community. There's a lot more to say about this. You know, which mitzvah is it? I tried to explain it through a sag of Avas Hashem. There are other suggestions as well. And of course, as I've stressed a number of times, it is a special mitzvah of Avas Hager, of loving Hager. We did discuss earlier, so I don't have to go over it again, how does this all function with a ger katan? Because a ger katon is not um, pursuing you. I think the assumption also that Tosvos is making, it's what, we're not in the missionary business of running after the ger. And that also may be what Rashi is criticizing, or what Ribhelbo is criticizing. We're assuming the ger is coming to us. And even though we have the Avram who wants to share it, but... It was, obviously, it was before Matan Torah with Avraham. That's the motivation. But again, we don't put up signs looking for people to become Geirim. Okay, so you had another great week of learning. Daf Kuf Tes, And we look forward. We're getting very close. And don't worry about Daf Yomi catching up to us. We're proud. Daf Shavuah.